here's another reading. Are these getting tiresome or what? I don't know. Is this is this getting tiresome to just keep putting stuff out? I don't know. Probably. 2019, single again, and Trump is president. This wasn't too long ago. Ah, here's what I wrote. Fame beckons. Dream, drain the swamp. Fame beckons. Fame, fame beckons. Drain the swamp. Rain equals pain plus maim times claim plus haim equals sucks. Haim sucks. I just don't like that band. Words don't mean anything and people aren't interested. The cat likes to knock over the ironing board. I and listen to Big Star. Throw up all over my jacket. I got throw up all over my jacket. I don't know. Feces in the rain. That happens, you know. Haircuts for 25 cents. Remembrance of old things past. Memories let go. Drink water! That was a... Uh, the drill sergeants used to scream that in that funny cadence. Only that one guy was really good at drill sergeant Thomas. Drink water! I can't do it. Drink! Drink, drink water, drink water, drink water, drink water, drink water. I don't know. I don't remember. He had total control of the shout. When he shouted, it was like he wasn't pretending. He was a pudgy little black man with a muscle gut. It's like one of those guys who looks fat, but it's all muscle. Face full of mean, mean. I hate it. I hate it when I hiccup. I'm hiccuping. Shirts off, gloves off, hands on the hard-on, egg whites everywhere, hot horny cocks, black cocks, Asian cocks, buttery cocks, all happy to see me. Oh, welcome back, cocks, cocks in my mouth. Oh, I'm dreaming, dreaming of cocks. Oh, they're so good. Oh, well, Albert, my occasional lover, not the comedian, not Albert DeLeon, Albert, uh, the guy I like to hook up with. He like, He wants to stay in. Doesn't want to hook up tonight. Hmm. I want to meet someone. VHS collection. Hesitating to take inventory. Believe in the ground. The ground is real. Music is language. Animals chew. You don't know anything. You can't envision the fall of capitalism. The implosion of the credit card system. Nothing on Reddit. Money without value. And people without food. Real hunger. Babies in the trash. Parents gone missing. Generation in chains. Poor people stuffed in holes. The world wants to kill itself. Civilization stops. The rich hide out. The rail lines connect them underground. You can travel through the internet. In the future, more and more guns for everyone. Everyone needs to know how to use a gun. Do not respect the weak. Trick people. I vote for the same reason I pick up change or money off the ground if I see it. Any opportunity is worth it. I have the right. I'm a Shirley Temple Dimplecrat. All I want to vote for is someone with a nice smile. I picked up a bag of wet spaghetti from the ground and ate it out of a pig. Uh, oh, God. You know, I fucked it up. I fucked it all up. I'm a sh uh, it's, it's not even true. It was just something I used to say. I picked up a bag of wet spaghetti from the ground and ate it out of the bag. 
the other day because I'm a foodie for garbage. And I'll eat spaghetti out of a bag if I have to just to get by. And it was good. I like to eat trash. I'm a veteran. I'm a war veteran. One time I committed voter fraud just to vote for both parties. <laughs> oh, boy. Was that worth it? Okay. Uh, welcome to the show, Russell Simic. I had an idea of you coming in as I'll, I'll confess I had an idea for you as a character, but uh, but Russell Simic on the Healing Club, not George Fuckett. I thought George Fuckett was a funny name, <laughs> but uh, maybe not funny enough. I don't know. What would be a better fake name? I don't know. Wasn't what? I'm thinking about some fake names. Okay. Some uh, some wrestling names. Wrestling names. What are some good wrestling names? There's a dude called uh, Necro Butcher. That's that's a good one. That's solid. What what? Where does he play? <laughs> I don't even know if he still does. Oh. I don't know. Let's see, man. The best. I mean, sometimes you just got the basic ones, like just, you know, your name. I always thought Mankind was a great one. Oh, that's so great. Yeah, he had like he had like five names, and they were all great. What was his, his other Mankind. names? He was uh, Cactus Jack. Oh. Dude Love. Dude Love? Yeah, he was, uh, he put on like. He was a gay wrestler in the early 90s. That's pretty funny. I guess nobody. Yeah. <laughs> 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 In the, in the early 90s, oh, there yeah. was uh, people. Dust, it wouldn't Dusty even Rhodes occur song. to people. I remember my sister was shocked when she found out that boy George was gay. Because <laughs> it just didn't occur to people that it could happen to anyone famous. <laughs> <laughs> Man, and yeah, yeah, this dude he had a he had a gimmick. It was like he was supposed to be the bad guy, mm. and he was rubbing up against guys and making the audience mad. <laughs> it was gay panicking <laughs> other <Man>. wrestlers <laughs> his special move was putting his balls in your face <laughs> I, like I, like that it was <laughs> there's the fright in the audience that they might they might see like if he won the match he was going to kiss his opponent <laughs> people just they didn't, they didn't want to see it and that was still oh. when uh, yeah, it, it was a legitimate fear. I, well, I think <laughs> I don't know if it was it legitimate. Was, it, was it was enough to sell tickets at the time. Was, yeah, it was white. Yeah, yeah. Oh. But that's that's what you do. You always have wrestling. They got the mm. they got the bad guys. Yeah, you know, the, you got a foreign bad guy. You get a bully. Yeah, ravishing Rick Rude. Mm -hmm. Oh, so rude. There's another gay wrestler. <laughs> Look at those old pictures, Mister Perfect. Like, re like wrestling is like it, it, it. Like it's it's pretty gay. Yeah. Like you're selling. You know, ladies are buying tickets. Dudes are buying tickets. Dudes rooting for other dudes. Yeah. yeah. Combat pantomime. But yeah. uh, man, 
I don't know. I think I think a lot of art, like, <laughs> I don't know. Like dudes, uh, I was talking with some friends are talking about uh, when their favorite porno stars and stuff. I was like, it's, they're they're like trading names, favorite porno stars. Yeah. God, I hate that. And it's, and it's like I hate that. I don't. I I, I think. You should really keep it private who you search for. <laughs> I just don't want to know anyone else's. Uh, I, I think someday, but, but it would be it's funny. Gonna, it's going to happen. Like, what? like all of our search histories and everything will be, like that's the man. That's the next big hack, dude. Uh, when, when, when you, you get your Google for file your porn preferences. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure but, it happens all the time. But I think it's going to happen to everyone all at once. Well, yeah. Like yeah, I like how some some you know like twenty first century snobs are like I don't own a TV, and then they just like watch six hours of porn on their phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too intelligent to watch TV. <laughs> oh God, I um, I think porn can be an art, and I think you know I I I, I thank the people who do it. I yeah. Where would we be? I, I view it. I see. I think it's similarly similar to, to comedy, to stand it's up, comedy. And, and, yeah. and wrestling. And <laughs> yeah. like you're selling like a heightened experience. And like it's yeah. I mean wrestling. That's not how people really fight. And porno. That's not how people really fuck. And yeah. even in comedy, like sometimes yeah. the idea that like this is happening all in, in the one moment, like. Sometimes yeah. the audience doesn't want to think that yeah. people Give, are there giving telling, people something to laugh at. Joke every yeah. every night, giving people the same feeling of uh, like you know, um, of what what's that word for substituting the value? You know, like it's not fungible. It's uh, what is it? Where you very similitude, you know, where or or like a uh, you're transferring your uh, reality. Uh, to an audience giving them something to laugh at it's the same as giving them something to jerk off to mm. it's it's just you're you know you're also kind of going god i'm so often going for the same it's straight from the crotch all my all my jokes come from the crotch <laughs> and, and people people rub their boners when i tell my jokes <laughs> i don't know um I I don't I don't think there's any uh but there there is perfection in comedy which I think is uh I don't know like I'm more impressed by somebody being really good at comedy than like really good at porn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Man, yeah. Yeah, I True, man. There's some I guess so. I guess so. Just, just different art. Is it art? Is porno art? It can be, I think. Like, um, is, yeah. it, is it or is it just? I don't know. Is it, it just, just a business exploits. Yeah, I think it's more just a business at this point. And like, but yeah, it should be an art. It should be an art. <laughs> like they, sh man. Well, I was they, published in a porno art book. That's right. I, I today was the day I got the advanced readers copy of the book that I'm. In. I'm, I'm a published author I'm 41 <laughs> years old I did something congratulations Bob thank you I deserve it worked so hard all these years <laughs> all this time 
I mean, you paid do, my yeah. dues. No, you don't have to say it like that. Yeah. No, I don't it's, know. <laughs> it's 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 real. It's exciting. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's exciting to watch all your art. I mean, I spent like these last four years really. Yeah. Just kicking into a different gear. Mm. You know, having it displayed, getting paid for it, getting published. Yeah, that's that's what I wanted when I was a little boy. All this kind of stuff, except for like the no money. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, it's, it's that, that bohemian life is romantic. Mm, me and Mrs. Kisses. Yeah. Yeah. God, I was I've been uh, listening to a lot of. I got into Dwight Yoakam. Yeah. This week, um, yeah. I've just been listening to a lot of Dwight Yoakam, and then I just started listening to uh, Charlie Pride because mm-hmm. I like songs that have the the word kiss in them, like because my cat Mrs. Kisses. Yes. You got to kiss an angel good morning. Yeah. I don't fuck my cat, but because um, you don't love her like a devil when you get back home. <laughs> yeah, I want to, I, I want to make clear right now that I don't fuck my cat. I have got to kiss kisses good morning. <laughs> Give her kisses good morning. <laughs> love her like the devil when you get back oh, home. Babe, think about her when you're gone. I do think about her when I'm gone. Yeah, and then you know, I don't. I don't like to talk about her on this podcast though that's one of the things i uh i've Uh-oh. decided i'm I'm just gonna steer away from talking about the cat even though it's pretty uh tempting tempting to talk about the thing that's crawling on my shoulder right now you could take the whole thing over with this little well he could he could be the center of the whole thing yeah yeah <laughs> Ooh. oh i hear that asmr purr um <laughs> <sighs> what you been what? doing with yourself, Russell? Man, we well, my wife uh, had uh, COVID on the twenty seventh, so we did that. We did that little quarantine, Uh-oh. and we and we had just done Christmas with uh, all of our parents, Uh-oh. so it was uh, that was a fun two weeks waiting to see who's who's called who's, who's it. not. Oh. But it, it turned out all right. What was it like for? Her? I think it was just a mild one, just no taste, no smell, and then some fatigue, like two or three days. Oh, okay. I I don't think I've experienced it. Um, I'm um, I talked to my sister Beth today, and she was just explaining to me how much different the lockdown is in Chicago, where everything's closed and you can't sit in restaurants and nobody sits outside in Chicago in the middle of the Mm -hmm. winter. The only place people go is the store if they have to. And that's still that way there here. It's like, fuck it. Fuck it. It's fuck it. Yeah. No, you know, it's, it's crazy. Like Houston and even Houston's so lax compared to Chicago. But then uh, we were driving to my parents in LaGrange. So we stopped in Sealy. Mm-hmm. And it's like a different world, like my like uh, my 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 rule is um, if the workers got them, I'll wear them for the workers. But I walked into that store and it's mm-mm. like no like yeah different world. They, like, the workers like, are just working like it's normal. Yes, yeah. uh, like <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess or they're the, just like my life's so bad anyway. If I get it, that's great. I want to stop. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to keep. Working. Oh my god! Oh, that was the that was the the shittiest thing. Kimmy's boss was like bringing uh some some work, just dropping off at the front door some files for her to uh 
Oh, to keep to doing while she's make uh, some phone calls. <laughs> it's awful. Uh, and then, and then, uh, I don't know. Two <laughs> two weeks off, but uh, not two weeks pay. Oh, those bastards! <laughs> bastards! <laughs> Fucking bastards. assholes! Ah <laughs> oh, man! And then we both have jobs where, and she's uh manages UPS, and I work in pest control. So both of those things were like up. Uh-huh. Like, people being inside, yeah. seeing bugs, mm-hmm. like, ah, uh, you know, making calls. And then, like, like they were doing Christmas business all year long, like, just shipping, you know, got oh. cooler when you're not when you're not. Yeah, UPS, going. oh, it didn't even occur to me. And also with the Trump trying to win the election by p- shutting down the post office. Or, <laughs> you know, I don't know, there was that. Or they debilitated the post office, so the private companies probably got a little bit of the the business that the post office couldn't keep up with. I don't know. Not to get political. <laughs> Not to get all political here. <laughs> Beyond politics. I don't know. Um, yeah, I I don't know what they. I don't know what to expect from the future. Now I'm just lucky to be living in the present. Is uh. That's how I feel. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it is all a simulation. Maybe we're not even real, man. Maybe we're all robots and we don't know it. Didn't you say that once? You called. You said that we're like the. Um, I don't know. Nah, I remember that letter. Oh God, shouldn't bring it up. <laughs> some, <laughs> just some high ramblings. <laughs> it's high ramblings. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, some. I don't know. Like, if they figure us out enough. Yeah. What if the if the computers us? have figured us out, we wouldn't know it. We we really wouldn't. Like yeah. we we have like a yeah. Like right right now, I assume like we probably program our own devices, collective, collective and, consciousness yeah. as yeah. humans. I, I guess, but then at some point, we wouldn't even notice it when it happens because yeah. Like right now, we're downloading. Are we just getting so much programming? Through our phones that were carried with us everywhere, just being bombarded. So yeah. I don't know. The uh, just saw a movie called The Discreet Charm of the Bourgeoisie, a Louis Bunuel movie from like 1971 or something, and it's a bizarre, surreal movie that's half. It's it's just a series of dreams, and everybody keeps waking up as they get killed it's like six people getting killed in a dream Mm. and uh just everything that happens makes no logical sense and 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 just um people act like like the other day i was uh eating uh lunch with tim williams in one of my dreams and um and I started feeling something in my throat. Well, I looked on the plate of salad, and there was like a, like I was digging around in the salad. I had like the dressing. I, there was a used condom in my salad, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And then I was like, "Hey!" And I opened my mouth to go, "Hey!" And then I was like, ah. "And then uh, <laughs> used." I pulled a used condom out of my throat, and everybody's like, "Whoa, Bob!" And I was like, I, kept, "I pulled out like seven of them," and uh, <laughs> I, was like, I could taste it. It was. It was, oh, it was rubbery, like... That's so tight. It felt so it's, real. Instead of a, a, tooth, a tooth dream, it was a rubber dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh man. Oh man. Did, have you ever have you ever died in your dream? Uh yeah. Yeah. Well, I I think I've like flown and then started falling. Yeah. But did you wake up or did you die? I think I woke up. And then I oh, one time I killed somebody in a dream. Just one? I don't know. I I have killed people in dreams. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember waking up. I had a dream. It was like a theater context where i was in a play my friend muffy when i was like 20 i had a friend named muffy who was a dance major at uh, university of illinois and i went to community college in champaign urbana so i was friends with her and um she uh like she was practicing some move and we were we were like rehearsing antigone or something or some like old like uh uh, uh, antiquity kind of play and i had to like enact the killing scene and i i just accidentally chopped off her head <laughs> i really chopped off her head in the dream yeah. and i was like oh fuck i'm sorry i thought it was i thought it was a prop <laughs> and she's dead and then i woke up and then i called her muffy i killed you in my dream that's that's such a great dream <laughs> like like that's did that haunt you like every yes, every performance was, I, <laughs> no man like oh man Ooh. I, I remember i got shot and stabbed one time and i was laying there for a long time like it didn't it didn't break the like the dream right away and i just sat there but i remember thinking like this is what it's like to be shot and stabbed like oh like it, it became lucid at the end like i realized yeah. i was dreaming and that i was like just like sitting there dying and bleeding but like uh, that's I guess I, the the best recreation of what my brain yeah. thinks it, it would be like i i wonder if movies have changed the way that people dream because oh, yeah. you get all of these models for like you know horrors and uh you know subconscious kind of like you know like like there are vivid realities presented to you in film that uh you would never have encountered like a thousand years ago Yes. So I wonder what the dreams were like then as compared to now. Like, uh, getting your face eaten up by rats and stuff. We don't live in – I don't have enough rats in my life to know <laughs> – to have that as a fear. And and it's sometimes – like the way dreams come, it, it it can be like a movie. The way it, like it skips time and it goes from scene to scene. But – you know, when your stories are just people talking around the, the fire, what you're drawing, what, where were you dreaming? Mm. Like, would you, would your dreams feel any different than, than like, oh, the, your life? When you experience? wake up in a bad dream a thousand years ago and you can't turn on the light to make everything okay. You just oh, wake man. up and then and you that's. Know. I think that's why people would believe in witches so hard, or like, yeah. you know, uh, demons and, and and like those those nightmares like felt more real then. I bet. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, what a horrible like to think your mom's possessed or something. I remember my first nightmare. <laughs> oh yeah, I was uh, I I just watched this, one of the Ewok movies. Like, like maybe I was five or six. Not 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 Return not, of the Jedi, not, but, but like another one. Like they okay. some kids got the Ewoks had helped these kids find their parent, and this big monster had taken them, kind of like a Yeti thing. And so then I, in my dream, I smell pancakes, and I'm in my bed. I wake up from my bed, 
and I walk through the kitchen and I smell the pancakes, but no one's in the kitchen. And I hear noise coming from my parents' room. I look in there and the Yeti thing had my uh, parents over his knee and he was spanking them. And that was like just traumatic. Like that was that was the first nightmare. And then I woke up and, my, and they were really making pancakes in the house. It was so weird. Yeah. Cause then you, oh. oh, one time when I was 19, I um, it was before I did my half a semester of community college in Champaign-Urbana, Illinois. I was still in college in Chicago at Columbia College, Chicago, after my failed year in New York City when I was 18 at Hunter College in New York City. But uh, so I, I was I was a I was a 19 year old fuck up who kept like, you know, um, I was I, I don't know. I was I was sleeping in the afternoon. I don't had in my dream. It was a close to Christmas. I was I was uh, I was sleeping and I, I had a dream about um, the me, my mom. And my stepdad, the uh, Catholic uh, priest who never married my mom and never was officially a stepdad, but just you know continued to uh, mm. do services and stuff. And but like we had our, our secret, he had a secret family, us. And um, <laughs> like, but the uh, he, um, we were we were fighting as we're um, decorating the Christmas tree, and uh, and. I get so pissed off at what he says to me that I grab the angel from on top of the tree and then I hit him in the face really hard and then I pick him up off the ground like I'm a professional wrestler, you know? Mm -hmm. And I slam him on the mm -hmm. kitchen uh, counter and uh, then I take the angel from the Christmas tree and I just stabbed him in the heart like five times mm -hmm. until he was dead. And then I woke up like, oh! And then my <laughs> mom knocked on the door saying it's over. Father and I are broken up. Dang. Dang. I'm not kidding. Like I woke up after killing him in my dream and then my mom yes. knocked with, on the door with an angel. <laughs> with with an angel. Oh my god. That's that's like when that's like when people have a dream of like a loved one and they're like, "Oh, bye." And then they get wake up and the phone rings and it's like, "Oh, it just happened." Yeah. Like it, that's Yeah, man. So I, I've always felt that there was some kind of like like I could sense something happening in my dreams that was manifested in reality that like there was some energy that i received mm -hmm. or maybe i just yeah no, uh, it's it's not unlikely that i would have a premonition about them breaking <laughs> up you know <laughs> I, yeah the things that we block out and yeah. come to us in our subconscious yeah or just uh, a better interpretation maybe i don't know I, who fucking knows what dreams are I mean, maybe people do. I don't. I don't yeah, really yeah. Know. Right. But it's uh, it's like it's us on our own. Like we're not. It's like the only time that you're not part of the collective conscious. You get to be an audience to yourself. That's kind of cool. When you wake up and you're like, "Oh man, I saw the best movie, mm. my dream." <laughs> <laughs> I always thought that was that would be a good story. I I used to try to write down a dream. Any anytime I had a dream, I would try to write it down and uh good idea and uh that's because i was i i always wanted to be a writer i always wanted to um write stories and, and be published which is you know great yes. that i finally finally made it today i don't know i got something published it's, it's it doesn't feel like you know it's changing anything at all but it really happened 
and but the um that was the life goal for me and i was always going to try to achieve it by writing down my dreams or like 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 making dreamlike stories or or making stories out of or because i'm i never considered myself very creative (laughs) (laughs) it's just like if i can just be a good listener and 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 hear what and tap into what's happening and repeat it back it'll sound like my idea but um i don't come up with ideas just from nothing they they're they're like part of the you know but in any time you write like anytime you process what's going on around you like and you're writing into your journals it's it's you it's being yeah. it's I'm like creating it's going something through out of the you. medium of me it's uh, yeah it's your it's your yeah. reality it's your experience it's mm. it's in a way that i mean who else no one else is you know yeah it's, it's when i was you. when i was younger like, i had this great fear of ever being impressed by myself <laughs> 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 man yeah i don't know bob that's just that's just cool like i i don't know i hope you and like anyone listening just appreciates that you have been writing drawing telling jokes like you never like you never you never got i mean i'm sure you got discouraged but you never truly um i mean you're here you know you got it published yeah. you you're doing this art stuff and you like i don't know whatever you felt on the way there you should you should feel good now like it's it's just i don't know it's cool to know you cool to know like you know this, this artist living living your artist life like that's that's something i always would think about when i was like just like i was talking about you know the romance of the bohemian you know just whatever but like oh man just i don't know if I could survive Creative. by being an artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, man, I don't know. Like, for me, it would just be enough to be an artist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just yeah. like, just uh, I don't know. Like that. Like that's that's. It'd be, it'd be even nicer to be appreciated while you're alive. But it would it would just be cool to contribute anything to um, the world around you, and just have your mind connect to other people's minds and let them feel human through the experience of whatever you've created totally yeah i um i i think you in comedy you're so focused on the next thing and uh and status and you know lording your power over others (laughs) and and, um you know being king of the hill uh, or you know the top of the heap you know best in houston you know like a uh, winner of contests uh you know as seen on tv you know i can market myself um uh, i've got <laughs> something to say because people come to see me not like i've got something to say because i really make people laugh like there's yeah, yeah. There's, i mean there's, there's different people selling different things yeah sell the experience of uh of comedy people sell comedy some yeah. people does you haven't really done a, you used to do a lot of stand-up and and i i guess the last few years you really haven't but do you miss that experience of watching shitty comedy get huge laughs from <laughs> 
Oh man. Oh man. No, I. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean it's it's always fun to sit in the back and just see what's going on, but there's there's sometimes it hurts when the audience laughs at something. And you go, come on, no, don't fall for that. <laughs> it's just like I know they're not gonna like my stuff. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Right, right. Yeah. Like, like there. Yeah, sure. There's, uh, there's certain. Um, yeah, you watch and you listen. And you see what's going on, and then you tell yourself that story. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm no good at guessing that because all the times I think they're gonna hate me, mm. you know, it, it works out. And then, some, like, I'll hear, I'll see them responding to other stuff, and I'm like, oh, I got I'm this. better than that guy. I got this. They like this. I got yeah. this. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I I'm I'm really feeling lucky that I still get to do stand up at all, even though it's reduced uh, seating and mostly outdoor ish kind of places where like you're under like heat lamps and stuff or patios or uh, I I I love I just really love performing stand up, but um, it's just not the same as it was. Yeah, and uh, I I like the podcast but you don't get that instant gratification yeah uh yeah it's and yeah a lot like that's what happens so many people well i don't know so many people i wasn't following a lot of comedy podcasts before but mainly like it's my wife started listening to comedy podcasts and it seems like you know covid pushed a lot of people like you didn't have a choice you like you don't if there's no shows going on especially like los angeles comedians and new york comedians Mm mm-hmm the two things are totally different. The skill set of um, speaking for a long form podcast and doing a five minute set. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, I can't. Yeah. With the five minute set or ten minute set or even like a twenty minute set, I wind up it. It takes so long to get to anything of any substance because you're just trying to do wordplay, puns, trickery. This is my identity. I'm gay. Um, something about like like uh, you know, uh, to get a woo from the audience of <laughs> yeah. <you know, laughs> like, um, I don't know. Like uh, yeah, right. Like I, I like I was like the first thing to say. Everybody drinking tonight? <laughs> and then tell a joke related to that. Yeah, but, but you see, just, like yeah, just cast that little spell. Cause yeah, man, they. Yeah, they judge you right away. They judge you before you even start talking. The sharks in the audience mm-hmm. just sniffing you out. Yeah. Like looking for a reason to laugh and not laugh or whatever. I love that first moment you get on stage and you have something that you know is going to make everybody laugh because it's just like totally at the expense of the person before you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, see, I, I feel the opposite. I would hate it when <laughs> someone would like just suck really bad before me because – Oh, like, I yeah. know. You I gotta... know the audience wants me to address it because then you feel yeah. you you can make that little connection. Like, oh, we're all in this moment together, and we just saw that, and I'm gonna shit on it. Yeah. But also, like, I just don't. I don't know. Like, I don't. It takes. I don't, a... I don't want to. I lot most of the time, I feel bad when I see people having bad sets or things going bad. I think about them, but then I also think about myself and how I'd be feeling, and it's just, it's you know. I don't know. I, but there is, oh man, this, 
there's nothing like when it's just something served up to you so easy that you can just walk <laughs> on right away the audience will trust you yeah but like ah oh, this guy you know, he's, <laughs> he's with us we're in this moment yeah. The, but it, there's nothing that sucks more than you. You got that thing you said that made everybody roar once, and then you're like, "Now my jokes." And they're like, oh, those yeah. are just as bad as that assholes. Right? Oh man! <laughs> and like, oh, we don't like you. We didn't like that asshole. <laughs> uh, you guys, want, you guys want me to make fun of the other guy some more? <laughs> Please. I um, I remember one time there in in Rudyard's, this dude was just heckling, just being an asshole for. Five or six comics before me, and I was coming. I was just like dreading it. Like this guy, he's gonna like like I'd already let him defeat me before I'd even got on the stage. But then um, another like just in between, another comic went up and took the mic from the host and just like roasted that dude and got the crowd all worked up to like chant him out of the room. Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> I was so happy. I, told, I was like, thank you so much because I didn't want to. <laughs> I don't want to say anything about this dude. I don't want to. <laughs> oh, like, how do you follow up like a public burning, or a, you know, just like a? I I don't like when uh, when something happens. It's just totally out of the realm of the normal, usual in stand up. Like I don't want to see like yeah. My a great fear is like I wouldn't want to see like an actual shooting at a stand up show. <laughs> be fucking awful. Oh <laughs> my never god! Never do comedy again if I saw people. Oh, geez. there was a guy. I got that vibe from him, and I would, I, 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 I really got it so bad from this dude. Um, I would, I would leave the room, and like some other comics, like I don't know, they like egg him on. Hey, man! But like this dude had oh, that. The guy who bought drinks for everybody. Pro- maybe. I think I know who you're talking about. <laughs> Last I digress. He like, had a voice like that, and I think that was his little catchphrase. He's trying to do like, <laughs> uh, "Here's your tater salad or whatever." Yeah, um, he was gonna be like, "Lest I digress." Every time he said anything, <laughs> but he uh, he was real strange. I felt I felt like some comics were playing with fire by. Yeah. Um, Lest I digress, like, and then he pulls out a like, gun. Y- <laughs> like I believe I, I felt that so much that I just didn't want to yeah. be there. Like yeah. like. I was like, I can't be in this room because this is, I've, I've seen some fights. I've seen some people, but it's like, I've probably seen more comics run from the back of the room to fight comics on stage. than I have seen audience members go to fight, um, comics on stage. Yeah. It's a, I have had the experience of getting yelled at by somebody because he was saying that the audience didn't laugh because they were assholes. Uh, it was like, um, nobody says that. They just didn't laugh. So, Don't say that they didn't laugh because they were assholes. You had five minutes up there. Or I think he had oh, five yeah. or seven. Yeah, yeah. You just kept not getting them to laugh, and they were dead silent. And then you got in a fight with the girl in the front row, and you called <laughs> her a cunt. And like, that's why you're so angry right now. It's not the audience's fault. Oh man, that's some that's some other that's, <laughs> like, that's, that's, that's even like, worse. How than dare that. you talk to oh, me God. that way? I'm like, no, the audience <laughs> talked to you that way, or they didn't talk to you. It wasn't. I'm don't shoot the messenger, or don't shoot everybody in the audience either. Uh, just calm down. Like, get over right. it. Like, they didn't yeah. like your joke. Like, like there's there's some there'd be some like, comics where it'd be like, okay, I'm gonna watch them. 
And if it doesn't happen for them, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll tell myself it was a bad audience. Oh, yeah. But, but yeah. it is it is, it is, I a, used it to, is a cop out. I used to always think that with, like, oh, Albert DeLeon. I'd watch Albert DeLeon. And if they didn't like him, then I didn't give a fuck if they didn't oh, like me. Oh, man. Uh, oh, you don't like the funniest guy? All right. <laughs> like, like I, I have Albert catchphrases. And not, like, not actually, like, catchphrases from his act, but just things he said to me or just things he said that I just I think to myself, like, I don't know, a couple times a week and just laugh. Like, <laughs> so just one time he was on stage and it was, it was, he was just doing his thing. It was, it was good. It was good. And uh, I guess, but he didn't, I guess he didn't like, it wasn't good enough for him, I guess. And uh, he was just telling me, he was like, I'm losing it. <laughs> like, I can't, like, a week doesn't go by when I don't run that clip through my head. I'm losing it. <laughs> this dude, oh, man. God, I love Albert so much. I love that dude's energy. I love that. When he's on a roll, it just doesn't stop. He keeps heightening it and going to different places. And, like, it's just you think that one joke is going to be the 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 topper. But then there's yeah. just something on top of it, like, 20 more times. And then he starts something else, which is just as funny. And you're like, ah, it just <laughs> Like, where does it come from with that guy? When he's, like, like when he's in the zone, it's like I, he's the – he was – he had like these Michael Jordan nights at stand up. <laughs> Kisses, mm. get out of here. <laughs> God. Over your uh, shoulders like a mink. Yeah, the old Hans Beer House. R.I.P. All the old all the old good places to do stand up. Oh well, not all of them. <sighs> Hans was Hans was so cool. Yeah. That was that was that was just different because it was just like being on I don't know, over there in Rice, just a whole different audience, young professionals, people, just, oh, man, it was great, food, mm. I, then, I got the vibe that people were hooking up all the time. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, nothing makes you laugh like romance. I, that's, one, that's one of the things, yeah. you know, you're selling is, um, possibility. Is it, is it? Is a feeling of freedom. I mean, I think I think there's some comics like just what they sell is the sex jokes to tell them the the way home. It's uh, yeah. just like foreplay, you know, like hey, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, I never I never considered any of my sex jokes to be like too titillating, or they're all just like. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I just, I just imagine. I don't know. There's this one. This is one. It's not even a joke. It's just builds up to the to the to the phrase "roadhead," and I discovered eventually, like audiences love to hear, like just love to hear that word. They, yeah, they pop for that word, "roadhead." Just, and I, I eventually yeah. told myself, I was like, man, they just, just repeating on, hey, yeah. it's like driving back. Hey, remember that guy said "roadhead"? Wasn't Tim Williams had a joke where the a single dad to you know. You know, with, with like like getting road fed you know, by a single dad you know like, <laughs> where like your, your dad makes you suck his dick in the car or something like he's driving <laughs> to feed you like like a mother feeding breastfeeding while at a restaurant or something it was mm. the comparison was that yeah it's a pretty sick joke <laughs> what a sick joke tim williams <laughs> i don't know like, I, I probably got it all I, I got it completely wrong but i don't know if, but that's 
I'm trying to remember who it was that would have had something that led up to Roadhead, but Road Fed was mm-hmm. that's like why would you say that when you come home off of a date? But like, I, I guess like when you're when you're flirting with somebody, you do you like to say gross things, or you yeah, can just, it's any any excuse to talk about sex. Yeah, and if it's you know, comedian tells a joke and then you just mention. Yeah, yeah I used to have a, I used to say like oh we'll play. You think Jesus ever masturbated through the holes in his hands? Like, whoa! Like, I don't know if that's what the sound he would make while he was doing it, or you know. Yeah. But like, that's uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> um, I don't know who does make that sound when they. But um, that was I was supposed to do a filthy show, and that was my opening joke. I think that all the all the all the jokes are supposed to be super filthy. <laughs> <laughs> I remember in sixth grade, we had a, we had a teacher, and it was like, it was playing videos for the class, but there were like three or four of us back by his like by his desk in the back, and during the video he's like, psst, psst. and then we were like, what? and then he would like whisper like these jokes to us, and one of us like, why? He's like, psst, yeah, why why can't Jesus eat M and M's? And it's like, why? And he's like, And then it's, he told he told the dice nursery was, rhymes that you get away with telling jacket, six, yeah, jacket. sixth graders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what was, what was the Andrew Dice Clay, uh, like Jack and Jill? Uh, it went up a hill, both with a, a buck and a quarter. Jill came down with two fifty. Oh my God, I love that. That's, I that's think I think that's solid. why yeah, that's, I wanted that's to not tell even jokes. sexual. I remember Wait, what was the Jack be nimble, Jack be quick. Jack, that all right. What is it? Um, I remember in second grade, this girl came to the playground. I guess she'd watched it that weekend or something, and she told us that she was, "Hey guys, come like just like that teacher in sixth grade." Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey guys, yeah, like in the, the corner of the playground. I'm gonna tell y'all something. And Jack be nimble, Jack be quick, jump too low, burnt his dick. <laughs> That's and, like, really good. I would never laughed as a human. I never <laughs> laughed that hard, and I real I was like, "This is it." Like I've never. I don't think I've ever laughed harder. Like, like, ever, I think that that inspired me more than anything. Just the, I don't know, the subversion of something like a nurse, like just to make something I was so close to, you know, yeah. nurse. I'm, I'm, how many years, years are you away? From, yeah, far away from nursery rhyme. <laughs> yeah. And but you're also, you know, you're also hearing uh, nasty stuff for the first. Oh man, not the. But you're, what a moment! I love that. I I think really that is uh, why I wanted. Oh, I even want to tell jokes. Yeah. Uh, jokes. I think I wanted to tell jokes ever. Um, I I used to watch lots of stand up when I was like eleven, and I would I would just like laugh and laugh, and, and I was like so like into you know short attention span theater on Comedy Central or little clips from. Uh, I knew every comedian were like, like on the johnny carson show in the 80s and i i was i was you know like i was a really big fan of just the geechy guy there was like a uh, there was a comedian who was he i always like those those people who come out in the character like emo phillips Mm -hmm. or this geechy guy he just looked crazy and strange when he's talking (laughs) and he had uh he just had some joke about how like uh there was like he he had uh he had car problems and 
like so then he got a louder stereo or something like mm -hmm. i don't remember what the wording was but it was just like his like attempt he he would uh i've always liked getting to the lowest common denominator of thought like the dumbest mm. possible idea and selling it as something brilliant <laughs> is i think the essence of humor Or at least the thing that I like to go for. I don't know. Or that's. Uh, oh, I don't know. I'm getting older. I'm getting scared of being older. I'm 41. I don't know. But why should you be scared? I don't know. I think like uh, whenever you're scared, it's uh, it's good to wonder if it's something that you're scared of because because of uh it's coming from you or if it's coming from the world around you telling you to be scared like there's public anger and, and public there's there's like there's the things people fight about have nothing to do with the things that they go through every day like <laughs> celebrities <laughs> or you know your personal appearance or you know the the um you know what you've accomplished in life uh, like who's measuring this it's certainly not the people that matter to you so why are you so mm -hmm. scared that they all gonna just like walk away from you and like the people who accept you in your life don't care if you you make it or not you know like making it like 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 living like i'd like you if you you know if you made it or didn't make it i just want to experience you now because we're both here but like, uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, but just caring about what what you accomplish and what you accumulate, it's just never satisfying. Like, it's it's the then, uh, but comedy is a trap that gets you to care so much about what <laughs> other people think. Yeah, you know? I mean, like, about where you, you're going you... and how it, how far it's gonna take you. Yep, you have to care what the what's going on with the audience and then i mean I, I think it's it's any 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 time people are competing and keeping score it's going to be uh it's, it would be similar to comedy you know like what what rank are you at how many minutes do you have have you done this have you done that yeah. let's go like all these all these metrics to I, I keep track where like people like look at you like oh should I talk to you or not? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Right. Uh, I like when you go to another city or something and you think somebody's really cool and then you go up on stage and they're terrible. And you're like, well, I liked that person until they started doing stand-up in front of me. <laughs> but I still like them. I don't know. There's, sometimes the funniest people are just shitty on stage. Uh, and then, uh, conversely, you know, people great on stage, ugh, can't, I can't stand them. All different, all different levels. Some people, they like, you know what they are on stage is the same as off some people it's not some people you know they kind of, like it's not even a real conversation they're just telling their jokes to you like that's that's so, that's so, such a shitty weird not i guess it is shitty 
when like you're like actually trying to talk yeah. to someone, and then like they start like telling your story, and like halfway through you're like, oh, this is this is the material. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna hear this again on on stage. Like talk like yeah, you're just rehearsing like it to me before you say it out loud. Yeah. Uh, which, which if if they say it up front, that's different. But when it like they yeah. sneak it in, and it's yeah. like, oh, uh, did you ever notice? Like, uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's, what's the deal with uh, <laughs> shittles? Oh uh, my shittles! Oh, who is that guy? Shittles. Uh, I loved. Uh, there was a great crop of bad stand-ups in Houston in 2012 that had been doing it for a long time that had like confidence in their bad material that when I started that were just really fun to laugh at. But I feel like now more, there isn't as much like, like big dick energy coming from terrible open mic. <laughs> <laughs> like, there, there were, yeah, there were some people who had the confidence of a decade of, of just uh, uh, eating shit obliviously. And then, like it didn't even fucking matter. Like it was just a ritual. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, but oh man, oh I was, I was thinking about some of those the other day. I was thinking about, oh I don't even know his name, but he was telling like, I don't know, fishing jokes and rural jokes. It's like, oh let's paint my house with some uh, paintballs. <laughs> That's good. Paint, some house, paint my house with some paintballs. I'd do that. I'd do that. That's brilliant. <laughs> oh, man. There's, a, there's one guy. I'm not going to name him, but I just. Yeah, he's a, what did he. He had a, a. Instead of that one song, Does That Make Me Crazy? He had changed the words to because i'm fucking lazy <laughs> i remember when i remember when i lost my job i didn't care i got to got to don't have to go to work is is he is um he's still in houston no he's gone like i don't know where he is no he's gone from my life i i don't have to deal with him i don't know he <laughs> Oh yeah. Okay. 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 That was yeah. See. See that. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that that, that was feel, that would that feel was, nice. There were probably like like a three month period where like every open mic that that dude was at ended with him singing. Uh, <laughs> probably that one. Like there were hand motions that went with it. Yeah, it was. Like, <laughs> what was the other joke that I remember of um like. Charlie Sheen and Jessica, or, or Charlie Sheen and uh, Britney Spears sharing a house together, and they're both to cocaine. Uh, and the show's called "Whose Line Is It Anyway?" Whoa! <laughs> 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 I mean, once in a while, you can get away with doing something as stupid as that. If you act like you think it's stupid, but when you're like, I wrote this brilliant piece, I wrote this brilliant line, (laughs) (laughs) and then oh, I don't know. Sometimes I wonder, like, like that guy, like, 
does he function on his own? Yeah. Like, okay, this oh. it would seem kind of borderline sometimes. Yeah. Like, um, I, I don't know what his story was. When you watch people quit comedy, it's because they just, like, they can't keep going. Like, they can't, like, there was one, like, uh, they're just, their whole life, they've lost everything to comedy. <laughs> and <laughs> the reality is, my, like, my family's gone. My, I, I have no job anymore. I, um, you know, my, I, I better start bagging groceries again. Like I was 15, like, like there are people who lose everything and like, and then they, they have to fall to like a, like a crack bottom, like a, like a, like a, a crack binge bottom, like not literally doing crack, but like as bad as a crack addict's bottom in order to quit comedy, in order to stop going on stage. <laughs> Cause it's going nowhere and it's, t- and it's taken everything from you. uh, sinister beast yeah i guess i i feel sometimes like i'm one of those people i've lost everything but all i you know i don't have much to lose i got my cat uh still friends with my ex but you know we're not together i'm friends with all my i don't know i i i i have a great community of friends i think and I wouldn't have had that without comedy. So it's given me that and it's given me confidence in front of people. And it's also sharpened my writing skills, I think. Mm-hmm. And I've um, figured out how to be a little more comfortable in my own skin than I was when I started. So I don't know if it's made me more employable, though. It's made me a <laughs> bad employee. <laughs> I'm terrible at working. <laughs> Because <laughs> do, do you do you mention it to people? Uh, because I don't know. One of my jobs, I, I said something about it. I just reached a point where I wish I hadn't. I just tell them that you that you tell jokes, and then it's just, you know, then it's just I don't know. Like like oh, my, my boss, they look at you totally different like, afterward, t- like, or like ten years ago, my boss came to invite him to one of the shows. I guess one of the contest things where you know you. I don't know, we're selling, supposed to sell so many tickets or something. But he came and um, he saw me. And then he's like, for the next decade, hey, what? Like, just, hey, what, what are you saying on the late show? When is it going to be this? Like, just oh. like, like here's here's my reference. Uh, yeah. Here's what I know about comedy. He's like, oh, you <laughs> quit, Mr. Funny Man? Oh, you're not you doing it. it anymore, huh, Funny Man? Oh. <laughs> nah, I deliver some, I... some parts. We should deliver auto parts, and I don't know. I don't even know how this, these people found out. But every time I go to drop them, here, tell me a joke. Tell me a joke. It's like it's they're not being obnoxious about it. But the, it's it's pretty shitty to be like uh, like kicking somebody when oh you quit comedy why because you're not funny or like oh like I saw you ten years ago it looked like you were going somewhere huh oh no oh, no, no it's, oh, not, yeah. it's not quitting it's uh, just like like his yeah. like so my like this. The way my way my job is, I see my boss like four or five times a year, so it's like his brain and it just oh, tells him like that's all he knows this, about you. Yeah, it, yeah, it's like the same, yeah. the same joke. It's like say something about comedy, but then he forgets what he said about, and then it's the same thing for for yeah years. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You ever you ever invite your boss out to a bad set? That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> 
invite people to anything. I don't know. I try. No, I always, I always do great. So I always invite people to stuff. But uh, I don't. I, I would never invite anybody to an open mic. <laughs> and I would never. Uh, well, I know. I I try to get the word out on my. I I want it to go somewhere, but I I want to be comfortable with. Uh, I want to have the the peace, of of being an artist, as you were saying earlier. Like I I, I want to approach it like. Oh, I'm just lucky to even do it or yeah, you know, I just should be happy with doing something I'm proud of mm-hmm. and not care about, you know, who's going to pay for it. Uh, but when things are desperate and you, and you start to wonder what's going to happen next month or how am I going to survive? Then you like, then you, then you really want to crush every time you go up on stage and oh, I've seen people like just, lose comment like they're just not funny anymore because they want it so badly and because their life is going so bad yeah and uh start chasing it that's sad uh anyway when and then then everybody's like you're just not as funny as you used to be no but what are we at 57 minutes i think this is about as long as i usually go but do you want to maybe take a break or something? Yeah. Okay. Cool.